0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we got a special doubleheader with Stuber and Crawl. Excited. Exactly.
1: Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction.
0: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is...
2: Abe, hello. Hi. How are you?
0: Out Now is a phone podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back into the other fun movie topic. This is episode 371. 371. Here. Uh-huh.
2: 371. Yep. This is like, I think, like my first back to back in like six months.
0: I was about to say, two weeks in a row, Abe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just want to say that work's been busy and I've been traveling a lot. So thanks for all the fans for sticking it through.
0: Yeah, the the, the get well soon letters were a little much, but we'll work it out. Uh, what are we talking? This week we have another double episode. We're talking Stuber. And Crawl, the buddy action comedy, and the alligator disaster horror film, Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It, you know, it's a bit of a shame that Crawl did not come out the same week as Lion King, because we had so many good doubles, but whether it's, what, John Wick and the dog movie, or Child's Play and Toy <laughs> Story, having two CG animal movies going up against each other would have been good stuff, I think. But you know.
2: Pretty sure they used
0: real alligators in Crawl, iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they, they just trained him and tamed him from birth Trained him and tamed him That's, that's that bi- That's that animal business you're opening, right? Alright, joining us this week to talk stupid and crawl We have from Forbes His Uber driver didn't realize he was actually stuck crawling around the crawl space It's Scott Mendelson. That is based on a true story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how are you doing this evening?
1: I am doing very well I have indeed had my share of Uber adventures That's for another day Alright, <laughs>
0: that, that's definitely a podcast Scott's Uber adventures, oh my god <laughs>
1: coming soon to mobile Scott
0: Zuber adventures <laughs> <laughs> to mobile yeah it's already it's already its own its own app game that's what ah, it. yeah. um all right well let's see before we get things going let's get some show notes real quick uh first up we we packed in some content the past couple of weeks we had a we we eventually got our spider-man episode up but it's up there now uh, mm-hmm. Which is a lot of fun, and we also have our Midsummer episode where me and Jimmy O, a friend of the show, uh, we talked all about Midsummer for an extended spoilers episode. So uh, you know that's all I like up it, there. Hmm? I like it using the, uh, the the real pronunciation. I try Some to people just say. I try to make it as subtle as possible, but when if Ari Aster's he's holding true about releasing a thirty minute extended cut of it, I'm definitely going to say Midsummer and do do that. But uh, <laughs> back and to the left, exactly. <laughs> back and to the left. <laughs> um. But yeah, those episodes are up there along with all of other bonus stuff. Uh, Speaking of which, it is a new month. It's July. Uh, We're going to be recording a new commentary track this week. In fact, it's for Death Proof, the second shortest Quentin Tarantino film, which just makes sense for these. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that should be a lot of fun. We're going to get that together and get that released probably this week, but certainly before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out the week after. Uh, So yeah, that's coming soon. What else? Uh, we just finished a contest. We will be coming up with more contest ideas because I always have a pile of stuff to get rid of. So there you go. I'll just keep that in mind. Uh, and what else? Summer gamble. Scott, you're involved with the summer gamble. Uh, phew. things have happened. None of us predicted Crawl or Stuber were going to be <laughs> on the on the charts here. And for good for us because Crawl opened to 12 million, Stuber opened to 8 million. Neither of those are huge numbers. Neither of those are for expensive movies, but still, yeah, they're not going to you know, end up at the top highest grossing films of the summer. Sure. That said, what, Spider Man, what, 45 million in the second week? Not mm-hmm. bad. Yeah.
1: Toy Story's going to be up there. Toy Story's doing well. Yep. Uh, and then there's John Wick, which, for once, moviegoers, I over, I underestimated the intelligence of American moviegoers. It <laughs> didn't happen very often.
2: Yeah. I mean, the. What are turn of events for that trilogy, though? You know, not a whole lot of people. It was like a... It I remember, from, Scott, you had said yeah. it's one of your favorite, like, movie-going experiences from that year for John Wick, and then it just slowly builds up, like, this cult following,
0: and now there, it is, like, the, the third movie. It's a, third, it's a big I, summer blockbuster. Or Yeah, one yeah. of the biggest
2: blockbusters this summer.
0: I mean, of the things that surprised in a good way this summer, John Wick is certainly, you know, the main one. Like, Aladdin blew up bigger than I think we expected, but I still think we thought it would be profitable. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, John Wick is certainly a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't say the same about Pikachu, which also made a share of money. But you know, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe one box office pundit was a little bit giddy about how much Pokemon could actually do in the summer. I don't know.
1: Uh, Everybody thought that? the trailers looked great. <laughs> I felt it, I felt it in the air, Aaron. It was in the air.
2: <laughs> and just... who doesn't love Ryan Reynolds as a voice?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all that's oh. happening.
0: But yeah, we are all involved, along with plenty of other regular guests on the show, in the summer gamble where we predict what we think are going to be the top highest-grossing films of the summer. So that's going to keep going. We got another month and a half of this. So uh, you know, get ready, get ready for those results. Really, like it kind of ends after Hobbs and Shaw opens. <laughs> like that'll it really does. And it'll just be a matter of how much Hobbs and Shaw makes. Like that'll be kind in, of the in term- a determining week, factor. For two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So um. yeah, that's always fun to keep track of. Let's, um, oh, last thing. iTunes reviews and ratings. Of course, always happy to get iTunes reviews and ratings. So if you want to log on to iTunes, search for our show out now out there in and Abe. Give us a star rating and a review. We just got a new review, which was great. So why not get more of those? Yeah. I mean, Abe's been working hard lately. It'd be nice for him to come home, log on to <laughs> iTunes as he does, search for the show as he does because he's an egomaniac, and see That's, if there's uh, a new review posted.
2: <laughs> that is exactly my order of operations. Come home, take off my pants, put on some sweats, Open up the laptop again. Check out the iTunes reviews.
0: Yeah. Then you watch your favorite show, Oops, Where's My Pants?
1: Yeah. <laughs> How do you wear my pants? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's hey, enough of that. I'm more efficient than you because I skip the putting on pants part. <laughs>
2: no, you do? You just, like, go straight into uh, Pants Off? Pretty much. Got it. Hey, man. Hey, you live your life one mile, uh, quarter mile in time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that bit's gone on longer than I expected. Let's move on. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on now let's get to some know everybody who reach we ask each other a question or two try to set the tone for the podcast i better get to know everybody Abe you got a question for us
2: yeah it's the easiest question of all uh would you guys ever live in florida no no <laughs> neither would i hurricanes alligators come florida, on
0: florida man no <laughs> who's florida man florida man you know what florida man <laughs> google is? it it'll be fun Why oh, yeah.
2: not no know- Wait, is this like a? Is this the guy who ate somebody's face because he took bath salts?
0: For, well, that's just one example of man. <laughs> yeah, Florida man. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Pretty easy answer.
2: I mean, I love all the. Uh, we love all our Florida listeners. We might come to visit, but I don't know about living. Oh, there.
0: Visiting, you know, sure. I gotta, you know, I gotta get to that Epcot someday. But still, from like, <laughs> <is that dramatic? laughs> maybe I they mean, let me like live in a It's
2: like what a weird spot to have a house with like a drainage pipe. It's Like. This just seems all bad.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. It's a would you rather. Would you rather deal with an alligator as your Uber driver or a team of Uber drivers stalking you under your house?
2: I'd actually go with the former. I feel like the uh, the Uber drivers under my house stalking me is a dangerous situation.
1: <laughs> you know, I, some I of them just...
2: really need the the five stars and some of them really just want to kill me.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I'll take my chances that the, the alligator can drive a car. Yeah.
0: yeah
2: I, mean, I mean, what if he's just, like, wearing a, a, a Cuban hat and smoking a cigar? Well, this is beauty. why
0: we host the show together, Abe. That's exactly the image <laughs> I had. He's just, like, he's he pulls up, arms hanging out the windows, wearing a hat. He's got sunglasses on. Sunglasses like, you hear on, it?
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt in your vision? Yeah, of course. Because he's wearing one in mine.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that just makes sense.
2: Like it'd be weird if he wasn't wearing a Hawaiian shirt, honestly. Exactly. And what kind of cab is he driving in? I, you know, because I'm envisioning like a classic, like standard uh, yellow. Ad, yeah, standard yellow, yeah, but Bill Bill Murray style and Scrooge, the way that that uh, oh, okay, dead guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah like I a just...
2: 50 style cab
0: dri- cab car. Yeah, one of those like big one, like, uh, like like like. <laughs> I don't know why I went to this, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Because it's the yeah, same exactly. Kind of, it's the same kind of cab. It's same a big one. cab. Yeah,
2: that, that's what my alligator's driving. It's like in. the and does Your it's alligator dock? The...
0: Yeah, well, he's an Uber driver, he's got a... Yeah. He
2: doesn't really talk. He just says growls. It's he, more like...
0: He, it's like a Chewbacca situation. He understands what you're saying. He what you're saying. You just don't exactly.
2: really... yeah. 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 <laughs> this is totally why we do this show.
0: Yeah. I like that. I, I like that if that was like an argument in court. It's like, does he... Do, like, do you guys understand each other? Well, your honor, it's more of a Chewbacca situation, if you will <laughs> allow me. <laughs> the All judge right. would understand. He would. He would. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll allow a counselor, but watch yeah. yourself. <laughs> All right, that's enough of this. <laughs> that's how you play.
3: No, no everybody. Way.
0: All right, moving on. Let's get to some Matt now quickies. Yep. Each week, now, we want to with the guy with the quickies. Trademark.
2: Nailed it. Pretty good, pretty good.
0: <laughs> Abe, have you seen any other movies recently?
2: I did, and also my memory kicked, my memory kicked back in from last week. Um, So I've, I've seen a few things. I'll just mention them very briefly. Book Smart, this is like a month ago when I saw this. Uh, but it's solid. It's probably one of my favorite movies of the year. I think like I, I thought that Caitlin Deaver was fantastic in it. And Beanie Feldstein is also very good in it. Um, obviously, they go through some some things that are just highly out of place. But I think this the overall message of just like there are people that did have a good time that also got into good colleges is so true. I mean, you go to college and you just meet all these people that like are awake <laughs> than you are and you're like wait a minute i didn't have to just study all day so it's kind of a bummer but also uh, pretty fun
0: um that that i, I really i really like that twist that just made me laugh though the idea that I mean, and it happens
2: that, early too it's not like, one of those it happens like early, yes, it's Yes,
0: it's not like a huge stuff. twist it's just like the concept that everyone else is just also smart like it just it it opens the movie up into a new area that i did not expect it, it to go and it it made it,
2: it made it fun the michael O'Brien cameo stuff is hilarious as well um
0: Oh, well, Mike O'Brien nearly like steals the entire movie, in, like, especially list.
2: like in that segment that he has talking to them about like what yeah. not to do during a carjacking mm-hmm. and like how to be safe. Uh, and yeah. then there's a fun there's a fun like plot uh, subplot for him later. Um, but as far as uh, other movies, I saw the last Black Man in San Francisco. This is like a couple weeks ago. This is what I failed to mention last week. And I liked it. I, I don't know if I loved it, but the more that I think about it, the more that I, I love that it's this like nice poem. San Francisco I mean a lot of things that happen in that movie I I have definitely seen with my own eyes and I, I just like the way that it's almost uh, it's poetic but it's also I guess the term I would use is that it, it's almost um, fantastical like it's almost like a fantasy um, even though it's like set in real world San Francisco today uh, there's the, what he's doing at the end of the movie and then also what they're able to accomplish at that house in it is is pretty uh, is pretty good uh, uh, Jonathan I forget his name but Jonathan, Jonathan Majors majors that guy is fantastic i mean he's been in a couple of movies this year that we saw Mm -hmm. including um john goodman movie captive state State, yeah so i kind of wasn't expecting much from watching the trailers from seeing him but that guy he really stands out in that movie um so i'm curious to see what the what those guys will be doing next it was written by and directed by um well was co-written by one of the guys in the movie and then it's directed by, I forget his name, but it's a... Joe tell is the
0: director Go Tal- slash co-writer. Uh, Joe, Joe Tal- Jim, Jimmy Fails is the uh, co-star. The and yeah, it's inspired Star- partially by his life.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see what they do because um, it's a beautiful-looking movie for sure. Uh, the cinematography in there is, is fantastic. And
0: then I watched... Um, I'll, just, I'll just throw in, I'll continue reminding people, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. So I think. far, I just, yeah. just like, it's fantastic. Think. And yeah, that score for me is also just something I keep listening to. It's a, it's a great writing music for sure. It is a good score.
2: I mean, I get a a lot of great technical elements in it. Um, And I might have to revisit it again, just just, to solidify some things. Um, I also saw Midsommar. Somar? Somar? Midsommar? Mm -hmm. Uh, Wasn't a fan. Uh, I haven't listened to what you and Jimmy had written or had had recorded yet. Uh, I not, not to say there aren't good things about it. There are. I like how it doesn't, you know stick with the the usual conventions of a horror movie but I also like how his movies like Ari Aster's movies sort of deal with these larger thematic things such as grief and loss and in this case you know uh, both of those but also going through a breakup um there are some just some elements about it where I was just like okay this is this is just a little bit too much like at some point some of these people should be like really just going away and running for the hills uh but I don't agree I, <laughs> I I I figured as much, especially when you mentioned that there was like a 30 minute cut and you'd watch the hell of it. I was like, you know, this pacing is just oh, really slow. I, I
0: I don't think there's a point that specifically alarms them that they need to get out of there. Well,
2: I I would say that some characters do have that moment. They but have that
0: moment, they... but it like the way it's explained to everyone. There's a way to rationalize it where I can understand some being like, I want to get out of here, and they do. Yeah, yeah, and the others are like, well, I guess we can accept this. Like, I'm, I get no, it. no, yeah, and, and I get that too
2: because the, I again, this wasn't a hard like, oh, I hated it and I, I wanted to like just leave the theater. It's more like, you know, I see what's going on here and I, I, I do like some of it, but the movie does have to continue and I see why they are there. I mean, I actually really liked the part. It reminded me a lot of The Descent, but I like the part where they start having their infighting, like the the main group of four that are there, like all the friends and the girlfriend, but, um. We should maybe have an out-and-out night about it, um, and, and talk about it again like, full sure. in full spoilers. Um, but other than that, that's uh, what I've been catching up on.
0: Scott,
1: what have you seen recently? Um, I have seen. I saw Teen Spirit, which I enjoyed. I'm planning on playing Hardcore Ketchup this week, just because A it is not. I mean, as far as I know, I have no press screenings this week. I'd like to drive down to the ArcLight and see the farewell. The art of self-defense. The last Black in San Francisco is playing in Sherman Oaks. It's a little closer to me, so I'm probably going to pop that one a different day. What have I actually seen, though? Uh, Team Spirit. Uh, I did see Hobson Shaw. I think I'm under embargo for now. Let's see. I saw the Lion King. Um, not good. <laughs> um, it's, 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 I get what they're going for, but they've made a feature that is, aggressively inferior in almost every way to its predecessor while offering very little that justifies its existence beyond, you know, giving the the same car a new paint job. Let's see. My wife has been binging Lucifer on Netflix for the last few weeks. Hmm. Uh, Really, really dumb show, but it gets, it gets entertaining eventually. I can see why it has its fans, but yeah, movie wise, I've been behind because this was like the first week since summer where All three kids were at camp for the entire week Hmm. because stuff kept happening. Nothing traumatic, but stuff kept happening. So yeah, Hobson Shaw, Lion King, Teen Spirit. Yep. I've seen Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, Point Blank on Netflix. There Um, you go. Uh, it's fine. Again, it wants to be an old school 90s studio programmer, but looks and feels like something that would have gone straight to VHS in the 1990s. If you know that going in, it's moderately entertaining, huh. but it's another Netflix original, warts it all.
0: I also saw Point Blank, and I just I thought it was bad. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I did expect that, because that's kind of what Frank Grillo does on these movies, but yeah. like, oh. it's I find it interesting to see like which actors pop up in Netflix originals, since I seem to watch them, mainly because they're generally short, and I can usually put them on in the background while I do something else, but yeah. it's like Frank Grillo, Anthony Mackie, and a handful of other like character actors or younger actors, they all seem to be like they they clearly have like a Netflix contract because they keep popping up in these movies. And it's like, all right, good for them, I guess. But no, I just I was interested because I've seen the original French film Point Blank, which is quite good. And I was like, all right, cool, Frank Grillo, Anthony Mackie, Joe Lynch, that could be like a fun, entertaining action romp. And since we're talking about Stuber, it's like cool, a buddy comedy or a, or a buddy movie anyway. Mm-hmm. There's not much, like, I think part of it is just there's not a lot of humor in this movie when he could really use it. That's That was my yeah. main issue. Like, it feels like it's, it it tries to, like, very manually in, inject humor into it at a point where it's like, you could have been funny a lot earlier. And then you're just, like, trying to be, lay like, of, like, soundtrack choices or a, a character that's film obsessed. So it's, like, trying to, like, forcefully win me over because he's, like, a huge William Friedkin fan. I'm like, all right, that's an idea, whatever. Uh, But it's just kind of a nothing movie that lasts 90 minutes, and then you, you know, move on with your life completely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Or a Netflix movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will note that I saw these a few weeks ago, but now that they're out, I'll recommend them once again. The Farewell and The Art of Self-Defense, I think, are both very fine films. The Farewell in particular is one of the best movies of the year. And The Art of Mm -hmm. Self-Defense is very fun. Uh, It's a very dark comedy um, it works as kind of... I've described it as a lo-fi fight club, and I think that's pretty accurate as far as the themes that it's going for along with the kind of humor it goes after. Um, really? New movies I saw this week. Uh, one is called Tel Aviv on Fire. Uh, i got a screener for this one. This one is about a a an Arab man living in Jerusalem. He gets a job working for a soap opera that is pro-Palestine. Um, he... It, it, to get to his job he has to cross the the border through Jerusalem every day which requires dealing with a an Israeli guard and the guard's wife watches the soap opera and he has notes on how to make how to make the soap opera more in line with Israeli politics so it becomes this like fun look at kind of Israeli Palestinian politics and finding a kind of a a balancing line between them it's kind mm-hmm. of clever. It's got some similarities to um, Bullets Over Broadway, of all things, as far as another person helping to write a series in place of another. Uh, but it's just, it was good. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie. Um, cool. I also saw a film called Transit, which I was very excited to see, because it's one of the best-reviewed films of the year. It has a fantastic premise. Abe, you dig this movie, I think, actually, quite a bit. Interesting. It, uh, it's, It has a skeleton plot that's similar to Casablanca, but it's set now, but kind of.
2: Definitely one of my favorite movies.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, the idea is, like, there are there are fascists in Europe, and they're rounding up people. And so it feels like, okay, that's something out of, like, World War II times. Yet the film takes place basically in today. That said, <laughs> people kind of dress not too modern. There's no cell phones, but there are modern cars. So it's like this weird alternate reality where the politics seem like they're skewed backwards, but everybody seems to be kind of kind of updated to now. And in the in that there's a man who's kind of he's fleeing Paris. He's gotten to Marseille. He's taken the identity of another person, and he kind of gets caught up in uh, befriending uh, some other refugees in the area, as well as finding the the wife of the person whose identity he stole. And so there's there's a lot there, and it just it works well in terms of setting up this world. It looks great. The acting's solid. Like it's just a really good movie. I, I was it's a, it, it's kind of like a neo noir mixed up of some romance elements. It's just it's really good. What's there's that one a, called again? Transit. Transit. Okay. Yeah, it Just came out on Blu-ray this week. I reviewed the Blu-ray for Lysol Blue. Um, cool. So yeah, I was very happy to catch up with that one. Um, and yeah, uh, that's what I've seen. So that's on our quickies. Tim. Let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk. We're talking about all well, the news movie trailers of the week. When it's coming out, what we thought of it, what have you? This week, finally, we're talking about *Knives Out*. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this. We've had a lot of stuff to do. There's been a lot of things going on. Um, this is the upcoming film from director, writer, director Ryan Johnson. Um, taking a break from Star Wars movies, he's made a black comedy murder mystery film that has a ridiculous cast that includes Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Don Johnson, Michael Shannon, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Langford, Christopher Plummer. There's a whole bunch of there's even more, but I'm not gonna go through all of them. There's so many people. Uh, it looks like it's very Agatha Christie like. Fall well, that's it, Scott. What do you think of this trailer? I think it looks like a grand good
1: time that hopefully will deliver exactly what it's promising. I love the cast. I like a good, solid, decently budgeted whodunit. You know, I think it's just the kind of thing that I wish you know that Lionsgate should be making to separate itself from the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, you know, I'm very happy to see. That these relatively new auteurs that are getting into the franchise game are still being able to do a one for me here and there, you know, I'm less concerned about a guy like Mark Webb getting sucked into Spider-Man if he still gets to make Gifted afterwards.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but um, his movie after that was not good. But yes, I know what you're
1: saying. <laughs> what was his movie after that?
0: What is it called? It's uh, it's named after it a Bob Dylan song. Um, you keep talking. I'll look it up.
1: Oh, that's oh, I thought called You um, Keep Talking. I'm you like, keep talking, a yeah. for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, I mean, it did it, you know, the content speaks for itself. You know, I, I the cast is to die for. My, um, you know, I'm obviously fingers crossed in terms of whether or everyone will actually see it in theaters.
0: The Only Living Boy in New York.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard that was pretty bad.
0: And he's directing the Your Name anime remake. What? Yeah, I remember that movie's solid on its own. Well, he's, he's doing the live-action remake, but, you know, he made a romantic comedy once, right? So he can do it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I'm hoping people will see it. Uh, Thanksgiving, frankly, has a long track record of very dark crime comedies not doing well over the weekend. The so... ice harvest. Exactly, the ice <laughs> harvest. Um, so, fingers
0: crossed. What was I just going to say? <laughs> I, just, I just had something in mind, and I completely lost it. Uh, oh, I like that the film is, per, like, that it says from the director of Star Wars, The Last Jedi. One, that's just funny to see in a, a, a murder mystery, like, from the director of Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I also, I like how the optics on that movie have become so large because of everything said about the last Jedi that it's become a notable point because nobody would really know <laughs> I about who, that too. Nobody nobody would think of Ryan Johnson in that way except because it became such a quote unquote controversial film in right. the Star Wars canon that it's like, well, I guess we can use this in our marketing now. <laughs> so yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think this movie looks fantastic, but I'm a giant Ryan Johnson fan. I think he does very yeah. well. He's 4 for 4 with me as far as his films go. But regardless, this just looks like a really fun movie. Uh you have a great cast here. Like Scott you've mentioned all this. I mean the the Everything going into this is like screaming at me, you want to see this movie. So I don't see a reason not to. I like the idea of Chris Evans doing something that feels more like Chris Evans before he became Captain America. That's <laughs> that's nice to see. Although he does do that in gifted. He gets he gets some stuff to do If that's Speaking of gifted again. we gonna make a lot of gifted references to this episode, I guess. But um <laughs> but it like him playing this kind of like dickish type character, like, you know, he was more like that with Johnny Storm than he was of Steve Rogers. So it, it it'll be neat to see him, along with plenty of other people here, like Daniel Craig. Once again, like doing something more in the lines of um, what's the what's the what's the Soderbergh movie? Oh, uh, uh, Logan Lucky. Lucky. Logan Lucky. Yeah, um, yeah. Do it. You know, getting away from slashing his wrist to play Bond to play something like this again. It's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> and then Keith Stanfield's like, cool. He's in everything. That's great. Good for him. <laughs> so yeah, I'm in. Hey, how about you?
2: I'm definitely in as well. I mean, I love Ryan Johnson. I think you and I both fun over Brick quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, there's just something about this movie that looks uh, super well done. Like. It looks clean. You can see everything, and it just reminds me of Ryan Johnson just doing goofy things. Like he'll have movies like Brothers Bloom, and um, like even in Brick, like there's a, a there's a scene where Joseph Gordon Levitt is is um, he's interrogating the kid from from uh, uh, the kid from uh, Witness, and they're just eating cornflakes because no, his mom is making us. them cornflakes. Yeah. And I was like, see, this is—he like, doesn't forget that these are teenagers, and they live at home with their parents. Uh, so there's just quirky things from this trailer that look really good. So I'm definitely on board with, with both of you. Um, I'm really excited to check this one out.
0: All right. Well, *Knives Out* arrives in is November 27th. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We've got time. There you go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get to—we got two reviews coming for you guys. Let's get to our first review for *Stuber*.
3: Please be a five-star ride. Hey, Uber. Yeah. Be cool. Be nice. I'm still. How do you do? Compton. I'm LAPD. Let's go. What, do you have a more specific address? Compton. Stop yelling, neighborhoods. That's not how Uber works. Do
1: something hi ladies hi, 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 hi. what the hell's going on you selected the uber pool option over what ladies official police business
3: is that even real get out of the car oh,
0: yeah, that should have been some of the trailer for stuber this film joins the genre of mitch mismatched buddy comedy movies um with dave batista starring as a rough and tumble detective and camille Nanjiani as his unwilling uber, uber driver it's a pivot. His name is Stu, by the way. It feels like the marketing didn't really still up the fact that his name is Stu and he drives an Uber. Feels like that's day one marketing plans of how you sell a movie with this title. But, you know, whatever. Um, it's a pivotal his name day, was
2: Steve, but whatever. It's a
0: pivotal day for the detective as he wants to catch the man who killed his partner months earlier. But it comes at the cost of keeping his very fearful Uber driver along for the ride due to a laser eye surgery procedure that has left him mostly blind. Michael Dowse, best known for directing Goon, directs his action comedy also featuring Iku Ues, Mira Servino, Natalie Morales, Betty Gilpin, Jimmy Tatro, and Karen Gillan. Scott, wh- <laughs> what did you
1: think of Uber, or Stuber? <laughs> <laughs> I loved this movie. I was shocked. Um, not that I expected it to be aggressively bad, mind you, but, yeah, I think it is almost entirely successful at what it's trying to do. It is... A genre throwback to the, you know, studio programmers of the 1990s, 1980s. It's an action comedy that doesn't skimp on either. That, you know, it's very funny. The characters are very funny. They're at least as smart as the average characters and the, uh, or the average audience members. Um, And as an action film, I mean, it's not the raid, despite at least one shared cast member, but, you know, it works. Um, It's violent when it needs to be violent but it isn't oppressively. So the characters are well-written and specific. Uh, The cast is terrific. Even characters that, you know, you know, as, as noted, you know, Karen Gill and I assumed did this on our lunch break from Jumanji (laughs) three, but you know, great. Happy to have her. And I think it really works as, you know, obviously it's, it's a film about, you know, modern masculinity, you know, the varying types of masculinity, uh, the idea that a lot of what we consider to be prototypical manliness is basically abusive behavior and formed from abusive behavior. The film is not remotely preachy about that. It's still a vulgar R-rated action movie, but it doesn't ignore the inherent drama of its story. It's very much in touch with the story it's trying to tell. Um, the chemistry between the two of them is fantastic. Uh, Batista, They're both wonderful. I and mean, Batista... But I don't think he's ever been bad, and I've seen my share of bad movies with him in it.
0: I like his. Um, um, what's his movie? The 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 saw the, the football yeah. stadium movie that yeah. it's the like better
1: his, than skyscraper.
0: His Die Hard that came out last year that was good. I like that.
1: Yeah. One. yeah. Um. I'll get up. I mean, <laughs> You know, Escape Plan Two is not good, but he's good in it, and it just it's, it's 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 everything that we say we want in an old school studio programmer. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, it looks good. It has genuine production values, even though it didn't cost a fortune. It is well acted. It is well written. It actually is about something. Um, It doesn't neglect any of its genre tropes. Final Score
0: Um, is the name of that diehard
1: movie. Yes, yes. And I forgot he was in Hotel Artemis. He's also good in that.
0: Oh, God, yes. (laughs) The nurse, yeah. Head
1: nurse. Yeah. And in a skewed way, without drawing a one-to-one comparison... The film reminded me of both Kindergarten Cop and Aaron Camargo to White Castle. Both films that I think are terrific, terrific studio comedies. Um, All
0: right. We'll keep keep this going as we get into it. I'll just say that we we saw this movie. We were at the same screening. It reminded me of when we saw The Heat, the Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy movie, because you and I did not like that movie, and then it got great reviews. It was just like, all right, this really shows how subjective comedy is, because... I had a blast watching this movie. It's just really, like, I'm not going to say it's, I might be a little lower than you, I'm not going to say it's amazing, but it it was really funny. And I yeah. I didn't not expect to be, like, humored in some way, because I like Camero Nanjiani, I like Dave Bautista. Like, that's a, that's, that's a fun pairing. I don't know what that's going to bring, and what it brought me was something enjoyable. And like you're saying, I think it delivers on both the action and the comedy. The action is fine. I, for, it was being from the director of Goon, so I knew it wouldn't be, like, terrible action. There'd be some effort, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, if you have Iku Uwe's in your buddy comedy, I'm not expecting to get some, you know, classic action sequences. At the same time, the action involving him is still better than Peter Berg's Mile 22, you know, a guy that directs yeah. a lot of action movies. So that seems to be saying something <laughs> about American handling on these this kind of person. Um, but yeah, no, I think the the pairing works, which I think is the most important thing. I, I, these two, two guys together, if you can get past the ridiculous premise of he needs this uber driver and there's no other way for him to get around town if you accept that then i thought that was a great premise it's a good premise but as far as this guy could easily call anybody else to help him out but he sticks with the uber driver it's like okay if you get past that then yeah the movie i think works it's fun it has its share of like like cop cliche fun like it's not hot fuzz as far as like paying you know doing the homages and really working them to the death but it has its level of fun with it it nine it's a very 90s kind of movie as far as like the motivations of these characters which I can appreciate but there is a level of like like you're addressing kind of like addressing machismo and what ways it comes and whatnot I mean that that works as far as giving the movie something to work off of um, and not just being like a movie for nothing but, yeah, no, it's fun. And, yeah, the action, to get back to it, it's crazy graphic when it needs to be. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like a guy's face just exploded. <laughs> I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> but, hey, um, how about you? What do you think of Stuber?
2: So I wasn't as uh, high on it as you guys are. I, I definitely like parts of it. But, you know, just speaking to the part about the 90s throwback and machismo is, I was kind of hoping that they might do a little bit more of a parody about it. But they didn't really have much commentary uh, I agree with you guys. Dave Batista and Kumail Nanjiani, fantastic. I, especially after seeing Dave Batista do Drax, some of the mannerisms that he has in here kind of carries over whenever they're having you know conversations about Chinese food being appropriate for dinner uh, during Christmas. He's like, "I love this place," and just the dry sense of humor that he has is is really His really dead good. Man is
0: very good. He, yeah, he it's really it's, it's
2: phenomenal. Yeah, and also I think like he's moving into a level in which I just. Uh, you guys might feel this way, or you guys probably talked about this too, but just the way that he will do anything, and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally gonna support anything and watch anything that David Bautista does. Same with Kumail. I mean, there's some really funny lines in here from both of them, um, and I do like how they are talking about, hey, by the way, you know, it doesn't have to be like this '90s or like even like an eighty late '80s action movie thing anymore because you're allowed to cry, you're allowed to talk about your feelings. One of the things I like about it is like there's like subtleties of um, having that show up including the car that Dave Peterson drives is like this 1989 like Chevy Caprice or whatever mm-hmm. um but with all that being said there's just something about it that I thought could have uh made it more like I don't even know if it was like on the nose but just maybe wittier. uh but maybe I'm just asking for too
0: much because I, 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 I thought about I don't disagree I hear I, yeah. I can know oh, what you're saying like I gave it a three stars out of five like sure. I, I, I don't sure. like <laughs> it's the movie I'm going over the moon for but as far as a, a buddy summer comedy with, like, t- this guy does this, and he does that, and they're together. Right. Like, I was fine. I Like, I had fun. Like, yeah, I, I, and I,
2: yeah. it didn't have to be, like, a 21 Gem Street at all. I think that was, like, kind of, like, a lightning in a bottle type thing. Um, But I certainly liked that there were, you know, good elements. I think that the action sequences, like what you guys are saying, it starts out with an action sequence. I thought it was well done. Um, But other action sequences is, like, there's oh, Eco Waste only shows up for maybe like 10 minutes of runtime, um and then they they've got to work on their two uh what I call it, their two uh main leads but well, i think
0: that like the first overall, action it's, the it's only bad. One, the first action scene is the only one that's not comedic in nature i think that's what yeah makes the
2: it's difference. it's a it's a solid action sequence yeah. though especially like the the jumping from level to level thing.
0: Well, I'm saying that's that's why I yeah. think that action scene works is cuz it's not trying to balance comedy and action it's just being I a pure saying. action sequence so it's right. naturally like a more engaging on that level.
2: Yeah. To, so you know. oh. overall like I think it's like it's a it's it's a solid movie but it, there's just some things in it that I would say like well I probably could have edited it this way or that way and I also probably would have um you know done some other things but it's not it's not bad
1: um i do say that i liked that you know that they really did go out of their way to justify the premise you know i like the fact that he just had lasik surgery right and but he's too damn stubborn to admit that he needs help which is frankly why he calls a complete stranger to come pick him up and take him to the crime scene and frankly that's to me that's why i bought why he kept with him because he didn't want to have to call anybody else Mm-hmm. I can um, get
0: that to a point. It's just like, this is a pivotal day. I, mean, yeah. I I know Yeah, it has to go to extremes as far as, yes, he's this stubborn because it's a comedy. Like, he needs to be this stubborn for this to make sense. And Neon Gianni, like, he needs to not ditch the car. Like, it has to go through... Every level it needs to justify the premise, and because it's a comedy premise, you can accept the heightened circumstances. Yeah. At the same time, it's just the the concept is ridiculous. <laughs> like it, it, sure, it, it's, it's a high
2: concept.
1: Yes, it yeah. is.
0: I mean, oh.
2: it's, 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 especially considering that uh, at the end of the t- at the end of their their you know journey. You see the bill, it's like
1: ah, that's
0: that's a lot. <laughs> so uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I don't, don't need Uber to write bill. the article of what Stuber gets wrong about Uber, but I I mean, it's, you know.
2: first of all, everything's wrong with the Uber. Uh, with that being said, though, uh, what do you guys think of like the comedy bits? You guys, Scott, you especially, we mentioned the script. Um, I thought that there were some funny bits, but uh, I don't, I don't, think it was like a laugh per minute thing that I was like calculating. Uh, so it seems like I, you like the script. But...
1: For me, I was laughing more often than I wasn't. Yeah. Um. Because I, you know, I liked the characters, totally, and I liked, I liked the story. I thought it made sense in relation to what these people were trying to accomplish, and, and the jokes were funny. I mean, you know, there's plenty of comedies that I will give a pass to that, if even if I didn't laugh that much, if I liked the story and I liked the characters. Mm-hmm. This one, I liked the story, and I liked the characters, and frankly, I laughed a lot. Um, yeah, that's... I thought it was very funny and how it was. A slightly, I don't, it wasn't a satire of action comedies. Right. But there was a certain, you know, it was aware that you've seen this stuff before. But it also didn't sell out its own story in order to, you know, turn into something like Scream. You know, it, it, it's ridiculous comparison, but something like Midsummer, which knows that you've seen The Wicker Man and uses that to its advantage.
0: <laughs> right. Right. It's weird. I've actually, I've recently, like, mainly because it's just like, I can throw this on and do other work in the background, but I, like, I recently watched, like, 21 Jump Street, McGruber, uh, even the Green Hornet, I think we talked about Green Hornet randomly, and I just put that on again, which all of those, to varying degrees, are movies that are trying to take the piss out of, you know, action comedies in some way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this one, yes, I mean, like you're saying, Abe, I'm not disagreeing as far as, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go over the top with that, it doesn't try to, like, really hammer that home, but it does have some fun with it, like, talking about jumping in front of a bullet to, you know, save someone else's <laughs> life. It's like, yeah, yes, that's a setup for something that's going to happen later in the movie, and... It it works in that way. It's just yeah. It's not the most like. It's not it's not the the most genius way of handling something like that. It's more of like hey, you said this thing once, and now it's happening. Like and and it's funny because of just how the things actually happen, but less so because of its like you know super cleverness. Um, At the same time, the comedy in general. Yeah, I was just laughing a lot. I think Batista. We talk about his deadpan, his physical comedy his Mr. Magooing through this movie is pretty funny. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I agree. I him agree. just, him like driving in a car blind and shouting at like a tree that it's in the way is funny to me. I don't know <laughs> what that is, but it just, it just makes me laugh. Uh,
2: I definitely agree that there were some really great lines. I mean, I, especially like just some of the quips that Camus has, um, I mean, you can go throughout the movie. He's, he's got some great lines, uh, but, the magoo that made me laugh super hard, and I was like the only... I was, I was in a sparsely populated theater, so I was the only one laughing at... When he's driving, he's yelling at things to get out of the way, even though there's nothing in his way. And then, uh, when he finally gets into the ditch, he's like, who put a hole here? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he asks if they have a permit to put a hole here?
0: So, you at know, the box like, office, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you, were, you were, had at least a, spar- spars- a sparsely populated theater, not a completely empty one.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I see what you're saying there. But, um...
2: I in general, like, I, I think that there was some funny things that they did with the script, but they didn't do, like, the level of hot fussing and I don't think they were trying to. I don't no, think that they were yeah. trying to make, like, you know, they do mention, like, what you said, the bullets, and also they mentioned have you ever shot out a tire, and whatever else, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah they did The, they th- th- the they're third act is full of, like,
0: payoffs anything. to cop cliché things that they talk about right. during the movie. Right.
2: Yeah, they're totally not trying to copy anything, either, so it's, it's, uh, it's totally fine. Um, what about some of the side characters here, um, you know, you have Mirror Sabrina which uh, plays, uh, I guess, his
0: his buddy cop. Uh,
1: he's, and he's then cap, his daughter, he's the he's boss. He's he's, he's, yeah, a oh, yeah, he's he's the captain. He's, Sorry. he's the police captain. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I I think the film was I don't want to say better cast than it needed to be, but yes, it was one of those films where every minor character either had a somewhat recognizable actor or a very good character actor. Um. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, again, I don't want to start, you know, taking the piss out of my critical colleagues here, but, you know, I look at something like this, is like, what more do you want out of what is basically a studio programmer? <laughs> um, I mean, it's, if it's
0: not funny, it's not funny to someone. Exactly. I get that. It's just more of, there's, a, you know, attacking certain things about the premise, which even I'm kind of doing, it's like, well... It, this is, you know, it's what the movie is. I mean, you can't, yeah. can't you can't right. change that part of itself. <laughs> like that's.
1: And I will say, you know, that the, the, I did read a, quite a bit of people concerned about the violence. I was like, have you ever actually seen a '90s buddy cop action film? <laughs> you know, you're you mentioned *Kindergarten
2: Cop*. That that opens up with like a pretty yeah. hardcore scene. Yeah, I mean and
0: that's
2: you know, PG-13. Yeah. yeah, he's shooting fools know. in a nightclub in downtown LA.
0: Um, as far Abe, as far as your question about the supporting characters, I that Jimmy Tatcher guy who plays like I'm, his is fellow employee, he's great. Yeah, he's great in American Vandal, and ever since then, he I mean, he got a lot of notoriety from that, and I think it's because he's he's and he's in twenty two Jump Street, which I forgot about completely. But um, he's funny. Like it works for like something. Yeah, like he 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 knows how to play dumb guy very well, which I do think is a talent. Like it's not easy to play that. And make that work in a way that you're entertained by it constantly. But another like... example of like a
2: dumb guy guy that plays it pretty well,
0: um, Sa- Sean William Scott. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: Okay. I got. It. I see what he, you're he saying. He can now. do. He can yeah. do that well. I
0: mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like some of the characters in, like Kevin Smith movies, like they, they there's there's a there's a knowingness to how you play that kind of role that I think in right effect. Or, or some of like the frat pack movies, like Will Ferrell movies, like things like that. Like there's people that can do that well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I definitely want to shout out Natalie Morales too. I mean, she doesn't have much. To, or she, she doesn't have a huge arc in this. My thing is like they didn't overuse her and they didn't make her somebody that um, could have been whiny about the way that Dave Batista is like a, a bad father. You know what I mean? Um, but she's got a she's got a cool little uh, a cool little end mission.
1: Well, I mean, she has her own life. Yeah, and you yeah. know, it's it's, it's 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 she's just. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very. very...
2: Yeah, for all the things that you also mentioned, uh, Scott, about just like, hey, you know, male machismo is just. That doesn't have to be the case anymore. I I like that they basically uh, have all these characters that are in line with that thought too. Yeah, is, well, hey, yeah. Cause
0: she's like I've part of her on. purpose is to call her out, call him out on it, which yeah, is, exactly. I you know,
2: moved on. He was a bad dad, but you know what? Here we are. And I, have made my own piece of it. I'm, I'm doing my own thing and it's good to see him every now and again. And then Kamel just like immediately sees it and he just calls it all out. And you know, it's like, Hey, you know, you're a bad dad. And he's like, I'm a good cop. And I actually really like that exchange. And just like the, the same set of circumstances and the way that they see each other. So, um, you know, it's, it's got a it's got a good point to it, which I think a lot of people are missing because maybe they think that it's not as funny as it's supposed to be or it doesn't have like a strong enough point. Um, it's like, I don't know. I mean, if, when you think of it as a whole, like what you guys are saying, it's not trying to be anything that it's not. And it is what it is, which sounds like the two different two, two of the same things. But
0: and they're much, kind of much like our much like our next movie. It's 90 minutes and done. Like, it doesn't overstay its welcome, That's which I true. think is a huge problem with a lot of modern comedies that are like, How we long need to... was one of those Melissa McCarthy movies that you didn't like? Was it the over heat, two hours? The Heat's like, it's like a good hour and like 40 at least. Okay. I mean, it, I, I think it's longer because Paul Feig movies tend to be long. Because um, <laughs> part of my main issue is a lot of scenes, and not just his movies, but a lot of comedies are like, well, we we accomplished the goal, we made the joke, now let's have the actors do four more jokes before we end the scene, and that adds up and becomes a two hour comedy. And it's like I don't that's so much. The rhythm is so off in these movies. And then you get the unrated version, and it's two hours and twenty minutes. And you're like, why? Why would I need this more of this? I'll watch the movie. I'll
2: need watch to
0: the ad libs in the special feature. I don't need a longer cut of this movie that does nothing. No, to it.
2: It's Paul's vision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw Paul's vision. He died in Infinity War. <laughs> Spoilers
2: <laughs> uh, Speaking of the action sequences I did want to say that uh, There was just a section at the end there That I didn't really uh, I didn't really see it as well And I, I think they could have shot it in a different way But you know I For the one, when you have somebody that can fight I'd love to see them fight um, And Dave Fitch is a, He's a wrestler, he knows how to do things So I feel like they could have done some some wide shots, but whatever.
0: I mean, that's a matter of having choreographers, having budget, and having more to put, you know, a I fantastic acting between but, Batista and eco Uwes. I get it. It's just
2: like...
0: <laughs> and, like, just seeing his name on the poster, I'm like, oh, he's in this movie? We got the raid going on? With but, blonde yeah, hair? With blonde hair, but I wasn't I wasn't going in thinking, man, this is going to be some Gareth Evans shit up in this joint right now. Like, I No. Just... <laughs> All right, any other thoughts on Stuber?
1: Uh, I loved it. I'm sad more people aren't seeing it. When should people see this movie? Uh immediately, because it's gonna be leaving theaters pretty soon. A-
2: no, I think I think it's like an HBO.
0: I, I'd give it a solid dollar theater. I think it, it was it was a fun summer romp. Yeah. Speaking of summer romps, let's move on to our next film, Crawl.
2: The state of Florida has issued a category five hurricane warning.
3: All residents must evacuate immediately. Grab your families, your loved ones, and get out. Dad! We won't be able to come for you. Dad!
0: that should have been some of the trailer for crawl in an attempt to get her father out of the house during a category five hurricane a woman and her dad end up trapped in the crawl space blocked off from the exits by a couple of alligators that are making things a little bit difficult alexandra aja directs this disaster horror thriller with kai scaldelario and barry pepper doing what they can in this race against the rising water to escape these man-hungry beasts uh before we get started i'll just note I have crickets in my room right now. I have a I don't know what that was. I have a tarantula. I fed, I got crickets for it the other day, and so they are trying to be very chirpy this evening. It seems so. If you know, if you've been noticing their cricket sounds, it's not because you're bored. You're having a great time. It's because there are crickets in the actual house.
2: It's actually that we're <laughs> recording from a live studio audience.
0: It's the so, crickets that are
2: our audience.
0: It's your sparsely populated audience from Stuber. <laughs>
2: from Stuber, yeah, yeah. You
0: recruited them all to come in for this live show that we're doing.
2: That's uh, Jim, Pam, and uh, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So these those. crickets
1: are about to be eaten by a spider. Yeah. So what you're saying is that the terror is coming from inside the house.
0: <laughs> yes. I have um, a constant monster movie going on in my room. It's it's wild. Crazy. Hey, wh- Where were you with this creature feature?
2: I will say that Crawl is probably uh, probably the best video game movie ever made. Um, it is one of those movies where. All the things are laid out in front of you. You follow a character. You get upgrades as you go. There are obstacles that come in your way. Um, there's like ominous messages. There's like you know plot twists and and whatever else. too. crawl is a really fun romp. I, I definitely saw it with the right audience. The woman next to me uh, all of a sudden had to like sit up in her seat, like a literal like at the edge of your seat, and her boyfriend was like rubbing her back, making sure that it was okay. And it was, it was fantastic. There were times even where, where it got me off guard. And this isn't a slasher, so I'm not expecting, like, Ghostface Killer to show up.
0: It's a splasher. It's a
2: spl- Hashtag, yeah. <laughs> but what's great about it is that they, they play a lot with the elements of a hurricane and what can happen during a hurricane um, for you to get some jump scares out of it. Um, they also play with the concept of these alligators and... When the second alligators revealed, it's like, oh, this is a really fun way to do this. Um, the geography of the house wasn't as easy to figure out. I, mean, I couldn't really figure out how large the larger crawl space was and where they were. I agree,
0: yeah. And where
2: the alligators were in relation to the crawl space. So that made it a little bit confusing. But it's a fun movie because it's very quick, too. It's like an in and out movie. Um, it's it even ends, like, it feels like they just were like, here's a good place to end it, and then they just cut the frame, and then they moved it to
0: black. There's a thing that they could have happened, that'd be something right out of the opening of Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, but I was like, oh, they didn't do that, okay, never
2: mind. I, I'd be curious to hear what that is, but on the whole, I had a fun time with this, especially with the audience, I didn't mind that people were, were talking, I was like, having some loud reactions to it too, and it was a fun time, there's, there's just like, um, there's like a quality of this movie that just makes it really fun, um, even though the premise... It's not a ridiculous premise because of where they are, uh, but you know, just in general, I, I think that there's just something about this movie that's like it made me laugh uh, because the lines are kind of cheesy in the beginning, but whatever, like it's a fun romp.
0: Well, Scott goes, you you just think about what the T Rex does at the beginning of Fallen Kingdom. Scott, what would you think of crawl? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, if this needs to be said, this is probably. One of the best, didn't screen for critics major studio movies I've seen in years. Uh, Interesting. I don't know why Paramount chose to mostly hide this film from critics. Uh, there, there was a junket screening I think the Monday before release, but we all raced out on Thursday night, and I think we all had a great time.
0: Um, it currently has a higher Rotten Tomato score than The Lion King by a significant yes. margin, so uh, there you go. Pretty similar
1: oh. average critics score though. Um, to be fair. Mm. They're both, you know, six ish. Mm. Um, I I think this is a lot better than The Lion King for the record. Um, but no, I it's it's a lean, mean, survivalist horror film, right? Uh, it does exactly what it needs to do, it establishes sympathetic characters, gives them a little bit of melodramatic backstory, gives them something worth fighting for, and it's off to the races.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, this is a violent movie without being aggressively grotesque. It is R rated, but honestly, it's so restrained that there was a part of me that was wondering if they were initially going for a PG thirteen. Now, for the record, there is R rated content in this film, mm-hmm. but like for example, did you hear any more than one F word? I don't no, I only heard
0: one. Yeah, the la- language wise, yeah, that's not a thing that I would consider as far as the R rating goes.
1: Because when she she says that at a at a joke, it's like. Yeah, that's the first time she said that. Interesting. But the crowd agreed and we all laughed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, The scenes of violence are clever and well-staged. They are able to surprise you even if you know basically what's coming or what isn't coming. Um, And again, uh, this is another film that uses your knowledge of genre and slightly subverts your expectations in a way to, to surprise you without cheating. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's it reminded me a little bit of The Shallows, which is another you know, woman against you know unstoppable killing machine type movie. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's everything you'd want from the elevator pitch,
0: right? I um I agree. I I I also had a lot of fun with this movie. I, I agree with you guys. I think it it does what it needs to do in a quick amount of time. It has solid performances. It has the kind of blend between like thriller area as far as the disaster stuff goes with the hurricane and horror as far as the alligators go i i i wouldn't say like i was dreadfully scared by what was taking place but there are there are at least two jump scares that really worked as far as when they end up happening because i there's a lot of i guess what you're saying as far as the movie understands that you've seen these kind of movies before and so it plays with that as far as when you expect something to pop out at you so it doesn't feel like it's cheating i don't i'm yeah. not against jump scares i'm just against jump scares that are handled in a way that feel like they're coming left and right with no rhyme or reason you know if it's just like another cat walk down the stairs and it's a jump scare it's like that's cheating but like if there's well earned tension that builds up to it that's what a good jump scare is that's what i think insidious does for really well for example mm-hmm. um, a movie that's very reliant on jump scares but they're really well placed jump scares drag me to hell is definitely another example <laughs> um, Alexandra Aja I'm very hit or miss with um, so I was actually I was quite happy Like I think he's a very good technical filmmaker I just think some of his films are very mean spirited and just doesn't do anything for me so I was very happy that he like you said it's got, like he, it is quite restrained Like it's not nearly as extremely violent as it could have been for a movie about yes. alligators that tear people apart um, it relies more on grounded situations of people doing things because of a hurricane and there happen to be alligators around there's still big right. CG alligators that are way more violent than you might be like. That may be normal, but I was happy with how it's handled. They're at the same time, it's it's almost darkly comedic the way we get violence in this film. Like every every time that Pepper and Scudalario, every time like they're at a point where they can be rescued in some way, something horrific happens to stop that from happening, and it becomes yes. funny after a while, which actually... That just means I that
2: you've got to the next level of the game.
0: Exactly. Um, but no, I, I mean, I think it works quite well. It looks good. It's a slick, made movie. Because there's only two main people in the cast, I was actually happy with the kind of... the tension involving whether or not we'd be reduced to one character after a, a while. Yes. Because like, yes. <laughs> okay. it's like, you, you know, can yeah. easily... I mean, let's just say it. But regardless of if whether or not he lives, you could you could watching this trailer. I'm thinking, is Barry Pepper going to like die in the beginning of this movie or not? And the yeah. movie has a lot of fun beating him the of the, the movie. Like he really gets beaten up in
1: this movie. Well, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's the kind of movie where without going into who lives or dies, the film works either way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to add that the number of characters. They don't go overboard with the number of characters. You are yeah. given five characters at most. A dog, uh, Kaya, uh, uh, which would call it? Um, the sniper from... very uh, Pepper. Pepper, thank you. A cop, and her sister. That's it. You know what I mean? Um, everybody else is superfluous, and they just have pretty... Some, some of them have some awesome death scenes. Uh, but they don't really go overboard. There's no real backstory that you really need to get. Everything that you need to know is told to you in the first Three minutes of the movie.
3: Oh, the she's a, is
0: so efficiently
2: done. Yeah, it's she's so like, like a strong swimmer. She's mm. been doing it her whole life. She has a college scholarship, and her sister is like older. But there's like a weird drift in the family, and that's the setup that you have. And it's like this is great.
0: It's I, it's the character building is so like easy. Where like and it makes sense. Where it's like, okay, she's a swimmer, so that's a neat like advantage to have in a situation like this. He's a yeah. handyman; he has tools. Like those are things that come in. Like they make sense. That's why and they also be in the crawl work. Space,
3: right? and yeah. They, yeah,
0: they they work into why the plot is the way it is and why they are evenly matched against man-eating alligators. <laughs>
3: so... Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I, I certainly like the efficiency of this. We've all talked about it, but there's just a level of like tension and and horror that really comes to it. And, Aaron, I wanted to get to your jump scare stuff. Like, there are maybe, like, one or two jump scares in here that, again, not unwarranted, but there are some other ones, when they do happen, it's not just a jump scare. There's actually something else that happens to the character because of the jump scare, and then they have to react to it. It's not one Mm -hmm. of those, like, hey, there's a slasher, and let's run. More of, like, oh, something happened. Like, I'm specifically thinking of, like, an example where she's going to go through the drainage pipe. Mm -hmm. I was like, I actually like that they didn't just say... Here's the jump scare, and she's going to swim through the range pipe and then figure it out later. It's like, no, 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 You're in the moment right now. Something terrible is going to happen to her, and she has to deal with it right then there, and there. It's there actually are a sus- fun
0: thing. There, there are a good number of sustained sequences, and some of them involve either the water being too high or being underwater completely. So it's like, okay, now I also have to contend with I either can't breathe or I'm about to not be able to breathe. Right. And that's, just, that's just clever set piece work. That's what that is. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like they've thought a lot about this movie. It, it, it's weird that um, like, I don't know when this movie was made and, and
0: when, when it was like released and you know, just it's not, for, like, yeah, it's let's not, let's not a delay. It's like, it's not like it was okay. supposed to come out earlier or anything like that. It seems like everything went the way it was supposed to. It was just for whatever reason at the last minute, okay. Paramount's like, I guess we're just not going to show this movie to people.
2: <laughs> Yeah, and those are the questions I actually
0: had for you guys
2: because you guys are much more in line with like the the studios than I am. But more just like, you know, how does something like this get not so much great promoting, and, and why do they not show it to audience or to, to critics? Do they think it's going to just get panned?
1: Uh, I think they either thought it was going to get panned, or they thought it was going to get a bunch of middling reviews. You know, 5 out of 10, 4 out of 10, 6 out of 10, which, because of the binary Rotten Tomatoes, would probably end up with, like, a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. I see. That's a speculation. I do not know. Right. Um, I have asked, but they haven't gotten back to me yet. Um, And they I may wonder, never. Yeah, you know, whatever.
0: D- is it possible that, like, because the embargo of M. King dropped, they just does not want to, get, like, that overtake any news <sighs> involving Crawl?
1: Eh, no, because they knew that was going to you know yeah. that embargo was announced for a while. Yeah, they could have easily you know the day before, the day after. Um. Yeah, I I mean I mostly
0: I agree with what you're saying as far as the expectation. It's just like I don't know. I the, the movie just seems to like it everyone seems to agree that the movie works so well. Like, it's hard to believe that Paramount's like, I think this movie's not going to do well with the critics, where it's like, everyone seemed to be excited about this movie. You like, know, to,
2: to be fair, like, I, when that Paramount logo showed up, I was like, oh, this is released by Paramount? This is a big studio. I thought it was going to be released by, like, 10 Cent China or, or, like, you know, um, HK Brother Films or whatever the case is.
0: Hey, hey, the studio that brought you hard rain brought you crawl, so, you know, they know what they're doing <laughs> with these rain movies. That's with this rain business, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. No, I I I do think it has one or two false endings, too many minor nitpick. Um, but other than that, I think it's a very 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 good three star picture.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like a great fun little romp that I would not have expected, and you know, it feels like we're getting. It feels like we have to like shift through sift through so many movies these years to find like small little gems. You know, things I think about like a premium rush, um, or you know. What was that, that movie last August? Where it was like, hey, this is actually better than or anything like Paddington, where it gets released in like these odd months, and you just think to yourself, this is a really solid, fun movie. Um, so, um, but I do want to talk about the gore after, uh, if if you don't have anything to yeah, yeah, say, yeah, we
0: can talk about the gore. I mean, I as I was saying, like I Aja is a person that knows how to make very splattery movies, uh, I mean, he, these The Hills Have Eyes remake, me, the, that terrible mirrors movie, High Tension is one that he's well known for. <laughs> piranha 3d i think is like fun in what it's doing and it certainly has its level of gore and yeah, yeah. this and he kind of took because he, he did he did that movie horns with daniel radcliffe that's like more of like, oh that was his movie that was one of his movies and then he did this movie called the ninth life of louis drax which is more of like a fantasy drama so it's like he, he you know he hasn't made a horror for actually crawl was his first original horror movie since high tension so it's like mm. all right he's back to this but yeah as far as the gore goes like Yeah, some limbs get ripped off, but I've seen like heads explode in his movies.
3: So it's totally totally a
0: change of pace. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that they
2: they don't really go overboard with it, and when it does happen, I I can only think of like one or two scenes. um, It makes complete sense within the story for it to happen. You know what I mean? It's 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 kind of like mm -hmm. it's it's not like overly gratuitous uh, because you're dealing with fucking alligators. You know what I
0: mean? (laughs) I mean, yeah i I've seen a number of alligator movies and. You know, this and like Lake Plaza, they're pretty. <laughs> they they know what they're doing as far as how an alligator destroys something, even if yeah. it's an oversized alligator. Right, right. And I'm glad that did you guys?
2: Were you guys glad that it wasn't uh, just like you know some alligator that had been mutated because of the pollution in the ocean? It's just well, I, mean, like... I didn't
0: I didn't think it was going to be something like you know crazy monster movie. I just thought it was yeah alligators are out alligators right yeah. So. <laughs> I'm glad that they just took with like okay, here are alligators. I so, could have used more heist during this hurricane, but that's another story. <laughs>
2: I thought that movie, I thought that movie so much during during this movie too. It's like what a what an interesting double
0: feature. That Actually, there been. was a hurricane heist during this movie. What am I thinking?
2: There was, and those guys got some funny comeuppance. Yeah. Um, in, general, in terms of Bear Pepper and the, the like, the, I guess the emotional arc of this movie. What do you guys think about that?
0: It works. Okay, because I wasn't sure nice. how to feel. It's a nice father-daughter movie, like it. You know, it's putting two characters in an extreme situation where, you know, years, months, if not years, of tension between them needs to be solved within the span of an eighty-seven-minute film. But you know that comes with the territory, and the work that they do to make it happen, like, is fine. Like it, you know, it helps that you know they're just good actors. Both of both of them are mm-hmm. Maze Runner alumni, so you know, obviously, this uh, you know, uh, uh. the effort speaks for itself, right there. Totally well, thought no, I mean... about that. Yeah, they're both made the Maze Runner movies. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, they, they do what they need to do. And, the, you know, half the performance is physical, obviously. So they have to, you know, contend with the the weather, for lack sure. of another word. Right. But, uh, you know, between that and just the dialogue that they share in the midst of being in such a circumstance, it's good. Like, it, it does what's needed to kind of have them deal with whatever issues they're having while also dealing with, you know, alligators.
3: Yeah.
2: For whatever reason, I thought that Barry Pepper was overly effective. Like, not that he overacted, but like when he's talking about second chances with him and his wife, I was like, "This is a really good Barry Pepper moment." Like, this Barry
0: he's Pepper's a damn good actor delivering these
2: lines, yeah, super he's solid.
0: He, yeah, Barry Pepper's a damn good actor that who just kind of. After like Saving Private Ryan and a couple other movies, he didn't like be beca- like sixty one in Knock Around Guys. That was like that year where it's like Barry Pepper's gonna be one of those, you know, bigger actors. He's also great in twenty fifth hour. He's great in twenty fifth hour, but that's where like nobody's just gonna be a character actor, and that's kind of where he settled in. It's not a bad thing. He's really good in movies. He just yeah, you know, he doesn't really get a time to he doesn't get a chance to like shine in a kind of way that you expect him to. That said, I, I was happy to see unbearded Barry Pepper in a movie for once. You know, <laughs> he's got some like, facial hair. Eventually he does, but you get the flashbacks of him with his daughter at like the swim meets. Oh, oh, and right, like, right oh, yeah. Fresh-faced berry Pepper, I haven't seen that in forever, because he always plays like scraggly bad guys in movies these days that have weird mustaches or whatnot. Like like <laughs> True, True, Grit. Grit, True Grit, The Lone Ranger. Yeah, I, he's he's a good actor. I just yeah. it's, It was nice to be like, oh, look at him. He, can, he actually does shave every now and then in movies. <laughs> right. Not a whole lot else. I mean,
2: again, I, th- I thought it was a, a super efficient movie. In terms of nitpicks... Uh, Aaron, I think you and I both agree that it's kind of difficult to discern how how large their crawl space is and where they are
0: in the crawl space. It's a mix of, I mean, the movie it requires you to be a little bit non-understanding, so like it, the the maze aspect and the claustrophobia have an effect because you don't know exactly where the alligators are. But at the same time, yeah, they're they're constantly crawling through parts of the crawl space. Like, what? How big is this? What what avenues are there? There's a lot going on down there. Right. I don't quite get it.
2: I agree. And did you guys see it with a with a studio audience, or did you guys see it with the
0: critics' audience? Oh yeah, no, we weren't invited to the press screenings. We were... Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we we weren't like Jimmy O and his his Paramount screening that complete with like a cocktail. I believe they got at those screenings and whatnot. So we we we'd get we to get bought off by Paramount <laughs> in the way. He did. <laughs>
2: Take that, Jimmy! Jimmy's gonna be like, I need to go on and defend myself now. I, I, think,
0: uh, I think your screening was more crowded than my one. I saw like a 7 o'clock Thursday showing and there was probably like, I was probably like the ninth person in there, so. Nine people? Yeah, it was a
3: shame. I was, I was that was be over because I
2: had almost, I had probably about 50 some odd people and when did she picks, picks up Saturday the phone... Did go night? I did go, I did, yeah, I took it was specifically, a time in which I felt like I felt like people would be there because um, I knew that was gonna be a packed theater, but I wanted to get a, a larger audience too. And again, I love the reactions. There's a there's a great reaction when you know she's got to go get her cell phone, and people were just groaning why she's using the cell phone where she's using it. And I was like, I feel you. So great well, I, audience. I
0: had that too. I was like, go get the get back. Wait, get back. Yeah, get back. <laughs> Scott, I assume you went with your wife, right?
1: Yes, uh, we had a great time. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, my oldest is now old enough that she can, you know, we feel comfortable letting her watch the two younger ones while we, you know, sneak out to the multiplex at night. Um, so we paid her 20 bucks, snuck out to a 745 and came home and most of them were in bed.
2: It's a good thing that she didn't invite her friend over and she opened up all those, uh, you know, uh, omens in your basement, just like in Annabelle.
1: (laughs) We don't have a basement. It's California. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, uh, (laughs) in general though there's uh there's actually just some some other nitpicks i had which is like uh, uh, why couldn't they just flip over a boat uh but maybe it's the water level Um, well
0: everything was pretty raging at the point that that happened
2: this is true and then also uh there was just another minor nitpick of would she have swum faster than a bunch of alligators?
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> we saw it. <laughs> it was in the movie. I know, like...
2: <laughs> I know that I saw it, but I just like I how I you – I don't know what other
0: it. question there is. You saw it happen. <laughs> I,
2: I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. When should people go and see crawl? Tomorrow.
2: You know, it's weird. It's like, I had a good time with this, and I think that you should see it with the studio audience. Um, so I would say you should go see it in the theater.
0: I would see a theater too I think it's a again I mean it's a it's a summer movie that does what it's required to do and not in a necessarily predictable way just in a way where it's like yeah I had fun watching this movie I got exactly what I wanted out of it and a little more just because of the quality like it's a well-made picture so
2: yeah do you guys know what the budget was in was on this
0: uh 14.
2: okay yeah yeah so not it didn't much. break the bank yeah.
0: yeah, I mean they, they filmed in Serbia, you know.
2: <laughs> right, as you'll see in the credits, and I guess what Aaron pointed out, you'll see all the names.
0: Yeah, the 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 Hollywood of the Soviet Union—that's what I call Serbia. <laughs> to be fair,
2: the <laughs> animation graphics do look pretty good.
0: It look it was a good. I mean, it helps that it's you know rainy and dark, but at the same time, yeah, they were good looking. Out. I was looking at that a lot. Yeah. I was like, same here. I mean, are any of these animatronic? What's going on? It's like, oh, these are good-looking alligators. Like, I know they're fake, but still, it looks like right. they're good alligators.
2: <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. I was, I was trying to pick out, like, you know, did they actually use maybe, like, a uh, a 3D, or I'm sorry, like, a, 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 what am I trying to say here? Like, a real live alligator? No, no, al- live al- I can't even speak. Never mind. For what no, I'm i
0: yeah, I get what you're saying. And that you wanted to know if Andy Circus and Terry Notary were playing all it's... the alligators. Yeah.
1: That exactly, is correct. Yeah, and
0: doing the voices. Frank yeah, <laughs> Welker was last...
1: doing all the voices.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Frank Welker jumped in the sound booth. Yeah, and, and my that last comment is like,
2: Yeah, my last comment is just that like, I'm glad that they didn't go hokey with this. You know, they, they definitely could have, but it, they just played it serious. So I'm glad. They didn't have to wink at you. Yeah, I agree. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't a Sharknado situation.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on now. That was our review for Crawl and our review for Stuber. Let's move on to hey, What a uh... What time is it?
2: Here, yeah, it's time for a quick game. Little known studio fact, if you kill an alligator in Crawl, that's actually the song that plays.
0: Yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly. That's the game. Spoiler.
3: Over yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a game for you guys this week, and it's perfect okay. that we did Crawl just now, because it's called Crocodile or Alligator.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: As we uh... all know, the two are different. Do you know how they're different?
1: Big nose, I think. Or yes, I it is. Know. It
0: is the snout shape.
1: Yes, alligators yes. have a wider shape U shape.
0: ones in freshwater. I'm a. Eh, that depends. That's not always okay. the same necessarily, but yeah, you find some in some waters over others. Sure. Um, but the game here is, I'm going to name a movie, and you need to buzz in with what you think. If you think it's a, cro- a movie with a crocodile or a movie with an alligator. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess you just both get chances You don't need to buzz in. You just both get chances. So.
2: Oh, oh, is it one of those types of games? Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Here's the first one. Alligator.
2: I'm going to guess alligator?
0: I'm also going to guess alligator. You're both correct. It's an alligator. Phew! Good job, Scott. Thank you. Here's the next one. Crocodile. I'm going to guess crocodile. I'm going to go with crocodile? It is crocodile. I thought you might be like, you know, maybe it's an alligator. You're trying to trick me. <laughs> it's not. It's a crocodile. You're right. I've
2: not laid in the game yet for, for tricks, so I was like. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Lake Placid. I think that's an alligator.
1: Uh... Great movie, I think it is. Ah, uh, uh, crap. uh if he says alligator, I'm going go crocodile for fun.
0: It is a crocodile.
1: yeah so oh, what? Uh-huh. David E.
2: Kelly has not failed me. <laughs> yeah. President Bill Pullman didn't <laughs> yeah. fight alligator. David B- oh, E. Kelly is,
0: is only failing people in TV lately, not in films. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next one: Extinction colon Predator X. Is this a directed v- video movie? This sci-fi? Doesn't matter. Is it a crocodile or an alligator?
2: I'm going to say alligator.
1: I'm going to go with alligator as well. It is
0: an alligator. You're both correct yep. on this one. Extinction spelled off an X, by the way.
2: Oh, okay. Produced by Exhibit.
0: Yeah, X... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Extinction. <laughs> Produced by Exhibit. And DMX. <laughs> it stars the Rough Riders.
2: <laughs> I mean, X going
0: to give it to you. Yeah. Next one is Primeval. Prime. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, going to say crocodile.
1: I'm gonna go with alligator.
0: It is a crocodile. Oh, <gasps> oh tied. Yep, tied. Here's the next one. Rogue. Uh, oh, I think
1: that's an alligator.
0: Anna <laughs> yeah, it's not an attack What do oh. you think? It's not an Okay, all right. Scott, you got. I'm gonna alligator? say alligator.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm it also gonna it. go. It is a crocodile. Oh. I get the point. Okay. Here's the next one. Blackwater.
1: <clears throat>
2: I'm going uh, to say crocodile.
1: Human mercenaries?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I thought too. <laughs>
1: um, I'm going to go with alligator. It's a
0: crocodile. God, a terrible game. Yeah. You were doing good. Uh, Eight uh, poles in the lead. It's just a game. Here's the, I mean, it's only a guessing game if you don't know your crocodiles and alligators, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or these movies that you're naming. Hey, r- r- most some of these are pretty well-known. Here's the next one. Yeah. Eraser.
2: Oh, uh... Arnold Schwarzenegger
0: shoots this one in the face. Ooh, it's And he it's says, an your luggage.
1: Yes, I, I do also think that's an alligator.
0: It is an alligator, you guys. <laughs> yes! Yo, yeah, it's... Was- the luggage part. Yeah, he saves Vanessa Williams while in there, and then the alligator comes up on him, and he shoots it in the face, and he's like, "Your luggage." And then he walks away because he's. Who's the main villain name. in that movie? James Khan Spoiler. It, oh, spoilers! It's goodness. James Con. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it also stars James Coburn. And when I was like nine, when I saw the movie, I was like, "There's two Jameses? What?"
2: you <laughs> <laughs> can' to be one at a time. They're all like handlanders.
0: Here's the next one. Happy Gilmore. Ooh, that's,
2: uh, a, that's an alligator.
0: Alligator. It is an alligator, yes. Damn, I'll get bit my hand off. Yeah, sorry, Chubbs. Chubbs. Yeah. Chubbs yeah. Why would one. why
2: would Chubbs still be waving from heaven with a fake hand? He,
0: it's not an ideal self situation. What, no, he does he does have his hands.
3: Does he? Yeah, okay, And Even, right. in,
0: even in, his fan, in, in Happy's fantasy, he's like, look, Happy, I got both my hands back, and he starts there playing the piano. Yeah. There so you, you singing, go. It's only, it's like, we've only just begun. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we used to laugh at Adam Sandler movies because he was young enough where like it was funny, and now he's just too old, and it's like you can't keep doing this. <laughs>
2: uh, some days, some days I feel I, think, I, sit, I sit and sip my lemonade and think about it, but not recently.
0: Okay, you sit on the veranda with your lemonade. Uh, no, it's more like a just a deck. Like, waiting for your alligator
2: know. Uber driver to arrive. That's, that's correct.
0: Yeah. Eaten alive.
2: Mm, crocodile. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you go with crocodile.
0: Is a crocodile? You both are correct.
2: We're solid at this game.
0: I think Abe, you're still winning by one. Oh, I thought we were tied. You, you and Scott have both tied for the last two. I think. Oh you
1: know,
2: wow! Yeah.
0: Abe, you're still up by one. We got three more. Okay. Joe Dirt. Okay, here we go.
2: I'm gonna just say crocodile. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, alligator.
0: It is an alligator. There you yes! go.
1: <laughs> Lake
0: Placid three.
2: Oh. What? Not Lake Placid 2.
0: That's a bad movie. Lake Placid uh, 3 is where it's at,
2: guys.
1: I mean, you said it <laughs> was a
2: crocodile before, so I'll go with the
1: crocodile
0: again. That's good uh, logic.
1: Ah, i am go with alligator. It is a crocodile. I tried oh. to pull you off. <laughs> I outsmarted myself.
0: See, Scott, you guys, you're the one that told me it was a crocodile. <laughs> you, got, you guys are back to being tied. <laughs> <laughs> Comes here's down to the this, last, then. Here's the last one. Dark Age. Mm,
2: this come, this is for all the marbles, huh?
0: I suppose so, unless you... I have a tiebreaker question, but... Uh, uh, alligator? With alligator. Of course you both guess alligator. It's a crocodile. No! Oh. <laughs> Tiebreak me! Tiebreaker question. What is the Rotten tomato score for Lake Placid?
1: Oh, shit. i nearly as high as it should be. i um, My gut
0: is saying 61. We're gonna 54. go... Yeah, we're gonna go closest to... So, Abe, you say 61. 53. It is 46... So, Scott, Ooh. you are the winner of good Crocodile vs.
2: Alligator. I tip my hat to you.
0: Thank you, thank you. Good good game, guys. Good way game. To, way good to game. play. Way to play. <laughs> we to play. Yep. And I'm sure we're all going to now have a, an awesome playlist of movies that include Alligator, Crocodile, Lake Placid, Extinction Predator X, Primeval, Rogue, Blackwater, Eraser, Happy Gilmore, Eatin' Alive, Joe Dirt, Lake Placid 3, and Dark Age. Take that, New Beverly. Program it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. There, so Lake there, Placid Crocodile- 3 is good? Yeah, is yeah, it good? It's bet two's the worst one,
2: yeah. <laughs> put
0: it that way. Okay. okay. I, I'm I glad have, that you're
2: keeping up on these, the way that I keep up with Best of the Best.
0: Uh, Lake Placid 4 is pretty horrendous. Lake Placid versus Anaconda is like, well, they did it. Um,
2: is that still, is it still the same movie universe?
0: Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I wasn't
2: sure if it
0: was one of those monsters put together. Like, it's, it's not like Oliver Platt kept coming back after the first one, but I mean, yeah, it, it's fine. Oliver Platt is in these movies? In the, no, in the first, in the first, um, yeah, I'm saying. It's not like he kept coming back or something. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's not a, there's not like, what is it? It's not because in two, because Betty White, she's doing, she's like feeding she's the, the alligators like, in the first yeah, one, she's but the one they, like them alive. I think it's, I think it's Cloris Leachman they have in the second one, like as her sister or some nonsense like that. It's a, it's weird. All right, let's move on. Let's get, a, let's get uh, out of feedback.
2: Oh, Golden Girls?
0: Let's uh, get feedback.
2: feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. <laughs>
0: This is where we go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, Facebook.com. We asked a number of questions to the listeners, and they gave us answers. And, uh, well, we didn't get any questions this week. But, yeah, let's do it right now. What are
2: your favorite buddy cop movies? Justin has Hot Fuzz, 48 Hours, Bad Boys, Lethal Weapon, Central Intelligence, Rush Hour, and Turner and Hooch. Tammy writes Training Day, The Heat, and Lethal Weapon. Philip has Hot Fuzz. Irene has 48 Hours, 21 Jump Street, and Hot Fuzz. Renee has Lethal Weapon, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Bad Boys, and Demolition Man.
0: I, I am a big Die Hard with a Vengeance fan. Like uh, that movie just works for me all the time. Um, I mean, yeah, Hot Fuzz is obviously pretty great as well. Uh, did Training Day come up as a buddy cop. I guess okay. I didn't say comedies. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are
2: some there are some dramas that are not buddy cop movies. Like. For sure. End of sure.
0: I'm trying to think of buddies.
1: Yeah, and sure. to watch,
0: actually. Yeah, that's a great sure. one. I think that's David Ayer's best movie. So there you go. <laughs> and of course,
1: Bad Boys. What are you going to do? Uh,
0: exactly. Michael Lowry.
1: Um, Zootopia. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's actually a great answer. Yeah. Uh, and either Shane Black movie. Pick one.
0: Yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang
1: Bang or The Nice Guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, I Nine mean, the- Nights not- Count. I guess they're well. They're not cops. I guess is part of it too. Like yeah. they're just like they're just buddy movies at that point. Yeah, <laughs> but, right, right. But Shanghai never... Nights, yeah. I mean, and Wolfgang, yeah. Because at that point, yeah. what John Jong Wang is a a sheriff, right? Yes. Or, yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Ah, there you go. Yeah, and also theater Rex. So you know, next
1: question. And obviously, the first the weapon is still terrific. The second one's also. They're all good. They're all yeah.
0: varying levels of good.
2: And yes. God,
1: I'm sad at what happened to the TV show because it was shockingly not bad. Pretty yeah, or
2: post Sean Williams Scott. Uh both. Yeah, I, I actually watched like a couple episodes of, of the season one. I was like, this isn't terrible. It, it, but that it, guy sounded like a big asshole.
1: Uh that's what I gather.
0: Yeah. Where where are we with Lethal Weapon 3 versus Lethal Weapon 4? Uh, I
1: think Lethal Weapon 4 so is more entertaining, Li- but Lethal Weapon 3 is a better film.
0: Yeah. I suppose. Is
1: is Billy in got... Lethal
0: Weapon 4? It's not as farcical. Jet, yes, jet, yeah, yeah. Uh, toned down, slowed down Jet Li versus Old Man and Still Loses in Lethal yeah. 4 is... That's yeah, 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 yeah. That, <laughs> that one's a bad movie because it's racist.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, is the, it is the most racist of the S- Lethal Weapons*.
2: Super racist when they're talking to the guy in the dental chair. And then now knowing Mel Gibson's like, he probably loved it.
0: Oh, they the, the whole cast had a ball in that scene, clearly. <laughs> Uncle Benny, that was his name. Uncle Benny is the guy.
1: Oh, <laughs> um. Having said that, I wish more movies were as aggressively political as any of those films were in today's, you know, whatever. Yes, yes. its treatment of immigration was a little fantastical slash childish, but by today's standards, it's trailblazingly progressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Three does have, like, what, Danny Glover's breaking down because, like, his son joined a gang, right? Well, he accidentally
1: shot, not accidentally, he kills... His best, his son's best friend during a a, a yeah. show. and he has like a big emotional scene. Yeah, he does. No, it's 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 for better or worse. It's very much you know, lethal weapon responding to boys in the hood.
0: Yeah, mm, that's okay. yeah, that's the way we got it.
1: Which you know, we can debate again. Is it good? Yeah, but at least it's trying.
0: And for. Four is one of those crazy where, like, we filmed this in six months and got it released, like, three months later kind of movies, wasn't yes, it? Like, it? was that's it was,
1: exactly, that's more or less what happened, because yeah. Superman, Superman lives, got put on turnaround, they needed a big summer movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. And they just made it, but it has, like, great action set pieces yeah. in it. Like, really good action set pieces in that movie. And
1: it mostly makes sense in terms of A to B to C.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um and, uh, I just, that,
0: yeah. the the poster for that movie always gets me because it has so many people and then it yes. like adds Chris Rock and gently and the tagline's just the gang is all here and it's yeah. like great. Makes <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> yeah. They're oh. all here, guys. They're all here. <laughs> They're everyone here. that you can
2: expect. <laughs> or not well, even like, not even everyone that you can just everybody is here.
0: It even has a crazy trailer like Chris Rock's like, It's me, Mel Gibson. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> it's me. Oh. Really
1: and then I just remember is, from the it's trailer really it's it's like
2: gently saying in Hong Kong you would already be dead. Yeah. That's, that's what I remember from the trailer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now He says it like
2: three. If I times
1: recall, that's his only line of dialogue.
2: Yeah. Is that true? Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah he's really he's, he's 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 as Homer says the the quiet like Chinese guy in the corner that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, you know it's gonna be good when he does. Yep. Let's get to our next question. Next question. What <laughs> are some great comedic action sequences you enjoy? Todd, right? Everything just... from
1: Shang. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> you just want to jump in with the Shanghai like nights? It. Damn right. Todd writes I'll just say any of the action scenes in Midnight Run. Philip writes The Climax of Hot Fuzz. Justin writes the Wolf sequence in Pulp Fiction. Um John has a uh, Deadpool 2's Hong Kong fight sequence. Yeah, okay. Shanghai seen, Night, Scott? Scott. Yeah. You bet.
2: Shanghai and just to add on to the Jackie Chan stuff, almost every Jackie Chan movie.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, you, you watch like Gorgeous or something like that, it's like there's always like something funny going on here. Even the, the legend of Dragon Master. So I mean, I mean that's less comedy,
0: but that I mean that's you know an action spectacular.
2: I right mean bit.
1: it's it's not a good movie, but even Rush Hour Three, I like the fight on the trampolines or whatever they're bouncing on. I could not
0: the tell best. you anything about Rush Hour <laughs> Three except for they go to Paris and I guess Roman Polanski's co-stars in it. Like that's <laughs> yeah, all, that's all I remember about that yeah. movie. I remember the trailer because they're like both of the taxi like singing Marmo, lady Marmalade. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a good film.
2: What, what's the one where where they meet with, with young ZZ? Is that Part 2?
0: That's Part 2. Oh, yeah.
2: I don't remember anything about Part 3 then either.
0: Yeah, Part 2. Like, Part 2 is the one where I felt bad for Jack. It's like, he's so clearly not doing the martial arts in this movie, like yeah. for the most part. It's like, yeah. this is not what I want to see this movie for. Which is a shame, because the action is much better than the first film. Yeah, because that, because yeah. auteur Brett Ratner only got better. That's the way I Well,
2: Next question here. What are some memorable films involving taxi drivers or other car services? Chris has Luke Busan's Taxi and Taxi Two, and also Taxi Driver. Uh, Philip has a Taxi Driver with uh, Song Kang Ho. Uh, Luke has wait did I say Chris? Yeah. Luke has DC Cab. Joel Schumacher directs Mr. T. Justin has Collateral, and lastly, Yancey has there was one there was that one with Robert De Niro. I'm pretty sure he's talking about uh, Bad Grandpa
0: uh let's see favorite taxi driver or other car service movies i mean yeah we said collateral and taxi driver i'm trying to think what's like a big limousine movie is there one like that
2: i mean you could say die hard
0: yeah i guess die hard yeah with, uh,
2: with argyle with argyle yeah. yo <laughs> hey man that guy that guy saved his ass <sighs>
0: I thought of comedic action sequences. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle has some great action sequences that are mm-hmm. very. Fun. I
2: thought about uh, yeah, I thought about some of the Stephen the Stephen Chow movies, Stephen you know. Chow movies as well. Um, but I wasn't sure because like the sequence that I thought about was when they're in with like the lions roar, and I was like, that's that's sad because people are dying in that scene. But it's oh, it the is one funny. I'm thinking
0: of is when the, it's the there's the guys playing the string instrument and it sends that, off yeah, like, same they, same same sequence. Yeah, there's there's a lot of funny stuff in that scene.
2: There. Yeah, but then also like those two guys die. <laughs> anyway, uh, other
0: taxi movies. Uh, pretty sure we've named a lot of the good ones. I watched Collateral recently, which is still terrific. Uh, this is uh, Stuber was actually just Collateral. Collateral yeah. as a comedy, yeah. Yeah, basically, and you know he's a cop doing good, th- yeah. th- quote unquote good things as opposed to murdering people. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's not going to shoot him in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's got uh, a great
0: moral to it too. He's
2: like, "Hey, man, you're never gonna open your limousine yeah. service."
1: I love Stuber, but it does not include a cameo from the transporter.
0: I was thinking about that when I watched. It's like oh. that has to be one of the best like crossover cameos of all time. Like that. That's <laughs> yeah. it, Mainly because it doesn't try to call attention to itself. It doesn't like say, "Hey, I'm Frank Martin." It's just like he just walks in. It's Jason Statham, and you're like, "All right, I accept this." Like, why not? Like, great, yeah. perfect. Movie starts. I like to think Michael Mann's a huge junkie about these things. Like, the, the, the crowds are going to go wild when they see Jason Statham walking in the hand of the briefcase. He's got to be.
2: Yeah. I'd also add in Drive uh, for the car service movie. It's a getaway driver.
0: Uh, sure, mm-hmm. it is a service. You're not wrong.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, next question here. What are some films you enjoy about characters learning how to fight? This is in connection to The Art of Self-Defense. Eric writes The Foot Fist Way, which is one of the most realistic martial arts movies ever made. <laughs> Justin writes The Karate Kid and The Matrix, also kick ass. David writes Harry Potter was all about defense against the dark arts, leading to the ultimate battle at the end. The Twilight franchise did the same. Christopher has The Matrix, Batman Forever, Kung Fu Panda, and Big Hero 6. Todd has The Karate Kid, The 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Chris has Kick Ass. Jeff has Napoleon Dynamite, and Philip has Take Shelter. <laughs> Um, uh, the, 36, answers the, here. the thirty-six Chamber of Shaolin is definitely my answer. That movie is all about training, and then it pays off at the end because it's like, yeah, because of all the crazy training you had to do throughout the movie. It's such a good movie. Gordon Liu, Kung Fu <laughs> Classic.
1: Um, did somebody already say Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, that came, yeah. Okay, that yeah. Kung Fu Panda yeah. 2 is just freaking awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, Even yourself. He has to learn his chi. <laughs> Rebo Williams' The Adventure Begins, which... The adventure never began. I'm still haunted by that to, by that to this day. So and, is Fred Ward,
0: Scott. Well, so Fred way, Ward. it was
1: like weirdly ahead of its time and that it was entirely a backdoor pilot for a franchise that would never be. Yeah.
0: Wait for this nostalgia sequel. Ugh.
1: Legacy sequel! Some movies are
0: better than others. We got a fan cast young Fred Ward. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We should ask that on our, on our next question. Uh, next question is, what are some creature features you enjoy involving real animals? Justin has marquistic mind, but beavers. Arachnophobia is also a good one. Deep Blue Sea and Benji. Irene has the birds, Jaws, Anaconda, Piranha, and Arachnophobia. I like how almost all of her answers were just one word. Uh, Chris has bollocks, was going to mention zombievers. Jaws, Cujo, Razorback, and Black Sheep. Marcus obviously rose down Beavers, both real things, uh, and Alan has Congo.
0: I mean, Jaws is my obvious answer, but I'm not gonna use that because obviously, um, I I am a big arachnophobia. Or, well, I am a big arachnophobia. I'm a fan, but uh, Anaconda is one that I do enjoy. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Chris
0: shouted out Razorback. That's a good pick. That's basically Jaws but with a a giant warthog in the outback. Not
2: my favorite thing, but yeah, because it's... it's too scary.
0: It's solid. It's a solid movie of that nature. It was done by, I think it's with Russell Mulcahy. It's a, it's a good one. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's a cool movie. Like, I mean, uh, many people have seen it. But the
1: first a- movie I ever got a pull quote on the back of a DVD box was for Sci-Fi Channel Original Mega Piranha. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's probably, it's one of the better ones if that was because the characters are entertaining. I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous film, but the lead hero thinks he's Jack Bauer, but he's not.
2: And it's and very, very funny.
1: is a Mega Piranha, Scott? Oh, it gets pretty freaking big.
2: Okay, okay.
1: You get your money's Just worth. Wanna... They crash into
0: houses. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Sounds like a big piranha. Yeah. Um, big Ass Spider is excellent. Big Ass Big Ass Spider. We've watched that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. Spiders, I think yeah. uh,
1: you showed that to me.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, like, it's it fun.
1: And, you know, this is still a running joke to this day because Ethan was probably two when he saw that. And we referred to it as big butt spider around it, <laughs> you know, avoid obvious prof- uh, profanity. And for weeks he would say, almost, not, you know, not really traumatized, but sort of aghast, like big butt spider scared me.
2: <laughs> Adorable. <Yeah. laughs>
1: and and doesn't like spiders to this it's day. It's a very good, it's giant it is, movie.
0: it has yeah. Greg Groomberg yeah. as like the lead. It's it's fun. You get what you pay for. Yeah, there you go. There
3: you go.
0: Uh, next question we have here. Favorite film about a father-daughter relationship? Uh, another Scott wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Alan has Interstellar. Chris has Taken. Justin has I Am Sam. Justin, I know we'll give you a lot of crap for Wild Wild West on this show. I'll just say I'd rather watch Wild Wild West than I Am Sam. <laughs> um, <laughs> Todd writes Paper Moon. That's a great pick. I'll go with Paper Moon. There
2: you go. I'm going to add in Mulan.
0: Mulan? Yeah. yeah.
2: That's because Disney paid me to say it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about the trailer next week. <laughs> Scott, any father-daughter movies? Oh, ah, uh...
1: God, I'm drawing a blank right now.
2: <laughs> uh, it's okay. If you, if you think feel free to just shout it out.
1: Uh, what's it called? Uh, G- G- Jeebus and Ramona. I like that one. With uh, oh, Joey King and Selena Gomez. Ramona and Beezus? Is that what Yes, it's thank you. Right. been a while. Um... I'm sure if I just Google it, I'll think of like a hundred thousand yeah, different ones. There's
2: uh, yeah yeah there's, there's tons of movies, uh, including one that's called if you, if you Fathers and that. Daughters with with Russell Crowe being like that writer who can't write it anymore. Um, but anyway, last question here: favorite films involving characters who are, are constantly in water. Todd has Creature from the Black Lagoon, and The Shape of Water. Jeff has Point Break. Christopher huh. has Aquaman Splash.
1: Aquaman still kicks ass.
0: It does. I, like, I finally yeah. rewatched it a couple weeks ago. I hadn't watched it since December. I was like, yeah, yeah this movie is fun. Like, it just, it, it's its so ridiculous, but it's yeah. doing what it does. You know, you know what scene you know,
2: nobody talks about a lot and is fun? Is when she just eats a rose and he does the same thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I did see it for a second time And its theatrical run, and I was, I enjoyed it a lot the first time, but it's a different environment when you're in a press blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I i just had a hell of a time watching it a second time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just, it gets
0: what it's just doing. just so
1: much movie there.
0: Well it, it just it feels like a move like compared to like Spider-Man from last week where like I yeah. had fun with Far From Home but like I'm not going to look at it being like this is a real like a tourist vision. Aquaman feels like James Wan just went for it with this yeah. movie. Like it has
1: it has a backbone.
0: to better for better or worse.
1: Um yeah, it's 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 terrific.
0: Bring on Todd Phillips Joker. That's what I'm saying. Oh
1: god. <laughs> I'm scared cuz they're on a roll. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You go. All right. Um, Let's move on. Let's get to some. Uh, that was on enough feedback. 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 Let's start wrapping things up here for a little out now. Out presents what's out now. These movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD and streaming and all that this week. First up on all the home media release, we have Shazam. Speaking of DC. Speaking of which. Yeah, quite good. Um, feel free to give a yay or nay eight of these as I go through them. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, Fast Color. I'm a big fan of this. Heard morning. great thing.
1: It's very good. It's also absolutely worth. You know, it's it's it's. My only issue with it, and this is, is that, you know, it's, 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 it's a very good movie, but in terms of, you know, it's the kind of movie that, yes, you could wait and pay six bucks to watch it on a giant TV. Very well acted, not, you know, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a chamber piece. Um, yeah,
0: that's fair. Yeah. At the same time, it'd be like, if people, if there was an audience for this, yeah, I'd be yeah. happy to see it, because it's like, good, this it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else? Breakthrough. This is one about the kid that falls through the ice. Oh know I saw this. Oh, it's it, the one produced by Stephen Curry. He is one of the producers. Yeah, he's one of the producers. On the, I mean, it like it does it does the job for one of these kind of movies. Like it, it it's fine. Like it's a feel good movie for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash is purest white. I saw this movie too. This is it's a this is a solid. Um, I believe it was Chinese. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a solid film. Uh, Teen Spirit. Speaking of which, Scott, you just watched this. Yes, oh, that's out this week. I enjoyed it uh let's see on tv stuff we have space 1999 the complete series i uh, haven't heard of it but <laughs>
2: sounds interesting uh
0: brandon peter's friend of the show he reviewed this for why i guess the series from like the 60s or 70s it was like one of the star trek kind of spin or like clones that came out around that time and i he enjoyed it so there you go hmm. um hbo's from earth to the moon is out this week on blu-ray for the first time with remastered visual effects um this is a great show. This is, one, this is before Band of Brothers, Spielberg and Hanks got together to make this series, and it's terrific if you're into this stuff, for sure. If you're into NASA and the Space Age and all that. Um, it's on HBO Go now, so I'm excited to like check it out again with the new effects and all that. Cool. Um, Titans Season 1. For everyone that, I guess, doesn't have the WB streaming service, I don't. You can watch <laughs> Titans Season 1 now, which I heard nothing but great things about. I was yeah. paid to say that. <laughs> um
1: I love the gritty reboot of Teen
0: Titans Go. Uh, Some specialty stuff here. Let's see. The Chill Factor on Arrow this week. I say The Chill Factor, not to be confused with Chill Factor, starring Skeet Ulrich and Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) I mainly wanted to say that just to point out that it's not that film. But if you want to hear me talk about Chill Factor with Skeet Ulrich and Cuba Gooding Jr., you can do that on Brandon's podcast, Colts and We talked all about that movie. There
3: you go. Um,
0: The Baker's Wife and Clute are on Criterion this week. Um, Let's see. On shout, we have the Leopard Man and Strays because I knew Scott was on, so I wanted to mention the cat-related horror films that are coming (laughs) on shout.
3: He thanked you for.
0: (laughs) On uh, Kino, we have Mumford. I like this movie. This is a a neat like character comedy from like 1999, I think, with like a bunch of people in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's this one about? It's about a guy who is a he's the town shrink, and he talks to a bunch of people. Um, including, like, Ted Danson, Jace, Jason Lee, um, there's a lot of, like, Martin Short is in there. There's a lot of, like, it's a very unassuming comedy, but it's good. Hmm, okay. And, and Glorious Bastards 10th Anniversary Edition is it's out been this 10 way. years? It's been 10 it years since Glorious Bastards. It's been 10 years since Tarantino's best directed movie, even <laughs> though, like, Jackie Brown more, <laughs> Glorious Bastards is just, it's just fantastic.
1: It's been 10 years since original movies had a shot in the hell in this industry. Mm-hmm. I saw that
0: movie twice in two days. I saw it, like, the Thursday night, like, preview or whatever, like, midnight movie, and then I'm like, I want to see that again right now, and I did, because that's how I roll.
2: Just went back-to-back? Uh,
0: not back-to-back, back, no, I just, like, the next day I was like, I couldn't, I can't get enough of this. I'm going right away. <laughs> see it again. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, let's see, 4K, speaking of 10-year anniversary, Moon on 4K. Moon is 10 years old this week as well.
2: That's pretty incredible, but that's also a, a very good movie.
0: Yeah, well, it has a new 4K release with I think a new some new features on there or whatnot. But it's on 4K for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm curious how that would look. I don't have a 4K setup yet, but given that the, it's such an inexpensive movie, but but um, Duncan Jones is a he's a neat filmmaker. Where I, I, I'm sure it probably looks really good despite being so low budget. But regardless, yeah. Uh, on streaming this week on Netflix we have Three Below Tales of Arcadia Part Two. This is the 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 Guillermo del Toro like co-created series either the troll hunters and this is like a spin-off of that show got it okay um, let's see point blank which we already mentioned earlier um frankenstein's monsters monster frankenstein what the hell okay. this is some like short no. film starring starring david harbour that comes out this week uh for him yeah um, i just i saw i thought there was a trailer that is noted and it's a long title so like, i guess i gotta mention this uh let's see the princess and the frog is on netflix this week also uh, let's see on prime this week uh ab like this the nines the nines is on prime is that that's the ryan ryan reynolds, ryan reynolds film yes yeah, the yeah. Nines. Okay. Yeah, there's on...
2: also like this animated movie called is it the nine like, well, the one j- nine. Just, like
0: nine. nine okay just yeah, the yeah, number yeah. nine yeah
2: yeah the nines is solid it also has um what's her face in it ma um Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Thank you. Yeah. What's but her it, face? It, Ma. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing that I went to because it's the most recent thing. But it's it's a solid movie, and you and I have both been advocating for like Ryan Reynolds small movies that people should go see.
0: This is one of them. Yeah, mainly because I, unlike most, am not the biggest fan of Ryan Reynolds, does comedy. So I'm like, yeah, I like the nines. Like just something smaller for him. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next week, that's do. That's everything coming out. What's out on we and all that. Next week's show is The Lion King. Okay, all right. Can't wait to be king. Motsylvania. Yeah, yeah, we're talking The Lion King next week. That should be fun. Last thing we do here, what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next?
1: Scott, what should people see in theaters right now? Oh, Stuber, Krog, because good God, they need your support. If you don't see original movies or non-franchise movies in theaters, you cannot complain when Hollywood stops making them. Hollywood is not a charity. Disney didn't start making a bunch of nostalgic remakes because they're evil. It's because we didn't show up to Tomorrowland, Rickland Time, Queen of Contra, uh, Finest Hours, etc., etc., etc. They'd much rather be making their fortune with McFarland, USA. But, we vote with our wallets.
0: What do you see
1: you next? Oh, well, I'm going to try to see uh, Last Black Man San Francisco, uh, the Farewell and, uh, Art of Self-Defense.
2: All right. Yep. Hey. Would recommend, uh, Crawl as well. And, uh, next, Lion King.
1: <laughs> yeah, Crawl,
0: I think, is super fun for, like, a fun summer movie if you're looking for that. Something smaller, yeah, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, of course. And, yeah, if you can find it, The Farewell, which will, will be expanding in the next few weeks. So, uh, that's certainly one to seek out. Um, next thing, well, I got, yeah, I got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming up pretty soon, which I'm very excited about, obviously. And uh, Brittany runs a marathon. I'm seeing that uh, this week. So, uh, yeah, we got, we got a lot of good reviews out of Sundance. So, check it out. And with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode about now, there and Abe. You can find more of my work on my postal blog, thecodazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. That said, you can find my reviews mostly at we Live Entertainment, my bluer reviews over at YSoBlue, Blue, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe?
2: And more stuff, fun stuff over at my Instagram, abe.mua, and Twitter.com roller smooths. Hashtag, can you feel the love? night
0: <laughs> okay uh scott where can people find more of you online
1: off uh, forbes.com you can google some variation of forbes scott mendelson the ticket booth uh my twitter handle is at scott Mendelssohn, and i've got a facebook page all right
0: you can find all the other episodes of out now there and abe on itunes audioboom spotify and stitcher
2: ajwlod soundcloud Potomatic.
0: Feel free to email us any thoughts you've had on this episode or anything else we talked about at <laughs> outnowpodcasts out at gmail.com.
2: Or, or write on our well, podcast slash or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast.
0: And, of course, there's our Instagram page, which is also at outnow underscore podcast. And, of course, send us plenty of scary clown gifts over at outnowpodcast@tumblr.com <laughs> dot Is that
2: in preparation for it, too?
0: I mean, it's in preparation for we need Abe to see scary clown gifts but, yeah, it, too, is coming. so yeah, And Dora. <laughs> And Dora, of course. Exactly. Are, there, are there clowns in the Dora movie? No. I there should so be, but no. Have you guys seen the new Dora trailer? Yes. Uh, the it... one where
2: she actually goes to school and people make fun of her?
0: That's the first Dora trailer. Oh, then that, that happened. The new, well, the new one, it's still more of like that kind of stuff. But the, it opens with her as a younger child, the kind of movie you you know, would presumably want to see if you're a fan of Dora the Explorer. And she like yeah. she asked the audience, like, what do you see? And then she looks blankly and then they all look at her because she's looking blankly at nothing.
1: And it's like, yeah. why isn't the whole movie this? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it should be. Why didn't like, you funny. make a Dora the Explorer movie? So, like, I, it's like,
0: I, you know, I don't need this in my life here or there. But if people are going to see this movie, like that makes the most sense. Do that. That said, if there's one movie Paramount shouldn't be screening, it's probably that movie compared to Crawl, but Correct. Whatever. <laughs> All of that said, thank you, Scott, for joining us this week. Thank You're very Scott. welcome. A pleasure was had. Good. That's going to do it for this week's show, so until next time, so long.
3: And Goodbye.
2: That should be its own podcast adventures with Scott. You, should just, you should just have it every time, every every time it. you guys go see a screening <laughs> all
1: right never a dull moment <laughs>
2: <laughs> by the way you should mention on the show when we get back here that your crickets are on, on the um, on the recording i'm aware
3: <laughs> yeah, just, just mention it so that we're so the, the important
1: thing is like. that wasn't me
3: yeah yeah all right <gasps>